Welcome back to Howitzer Hockey, everybody. We are now a week in to the NHL season, and already so much has happened. We're going to go over what teams and players are going off to amazing starts, and also some teams or players that are struggling, I guess, to start the season. Uh, also, probably going to touch base on Connor Bedard's first few games in the NHL. Um, media is kind of all over that right now. We might as well as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. And um, also a few new signings since a couple weeks ago since we've been on air. Just briefly touch on those. And we're going to bring in a new segment as well. So let's go. Joel, how are you doing? Back from Montreal. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it was a nice time in Montreal. Beautiful city. Good time of year to go to. Went up to uh, Mount Royal. Did a lot of walking up through there in the parks. Beautiful place. Great place to visit, eh? And, yeah, uh, it's vacation. Good. It's a good place to visit. Again, I'd uh, I'd rather be... Watching sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be watching sports, but I'd rather go like south and stuff like that. Like I'm a summer's big, warm beach but, guy. Yeah, but couldn't do that this year. Couldn't do any international travel, so uh, we had to settle for the Montreal Canadiens home opener. And I mean, like I know I mean, I'm talking. That's a pretty good settle. It's a pretty good settle. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm lucky my wife wanted to do that. <laughs> but anyways, I actually booked this trip, sitting at the beach, in Cavendish, probably like four or five beer deep, and I was like. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to book a couple tickets to watch this home opener. Yo, you got to go experience one home opener in your life, right? Yeah, well, we it's went... something cool to see. You're right, and we went and we got some t-shirts since we sat in the first bowl. So we have, like, the t-shirts that commemorated the, you know, the 2023-24 season opener. and has that in the shirt and stuff, so it's kind of cool that way, too. And uh, sat sat with a couple guys, too, that were big Habs fans. French's. No way, Habs fans in Montreal. Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, no, they were <laughs> fucking tanked up solid. Cause my goal going into the game was I got I drank one big beer on Big Tall Boy before before going into the game. Just so I don't have to pay twenty bucks. That's for that convenience store on the right before the arena there. I can't remember if that was the same one or not. I don't think so. No. Anyways, I went to a different one there and uh Drank one, feeling all right. You know, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna drink one more in the first, and then get one in the second, and the third. You know, those twenty dollar beers, they're like two beers in one, so it's like six. Close beers. to it, anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, before we got to the before we got to the arena, I got my beer, and then uh, we went into a Starbucks. That's right there, because I needed. We wanted to make a sign really quick, so we made a sign. Just out of some bristle, not some bristle board, like just some cardboard from a cardboard box. Right. And they let me take it into the arena with us. It said, uh, married, and then with a check mark, check box. And then uh, it said, expecting a baby, check mark. And then Montreal, first Montreal season opener, check mark. 
So I headed there. Crazy. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So I went into the went to the stadium and we sat down. And we sat down just whenever warm-ups were ending. And uh, Mackenzie, is there? It's not Bob Mackenzie, but another Mackenzie, the reporter for Sportsnet. His son. Yeah. It's his son. Yeah. What's his first name? Anyways, oh, doesn't matter. Man. Yeah. So anyways, on the spot here, but I know it, I know exactly yeah. what you mean, and it is his son. He so. was doing, he was gearing up for just a little interview there before the first period started. Yeah. And I seen it there, so I was with a couple guys, and I had the sign, and uh, I said, I should put this sign right above uh, Mackenzie there and see if I can get the sign on TV and me. Yeah. So I went down, ran down, did it, and they were fucking eyeing me up like Junior Mackenzie eyeing me up too, <laughs> and then the guys that were doing the camera, they were like. <laughs> and i was like they weren't a big fan of it or not what? a big fan no. and i was like Fuck. i'm not doing anything wrong you know yeah, you're just holding up a sign man but i was kind of scared that i might get kicked out because you know french and i don't know they're not well, they, i don't think they'd kick you out for that no they didn't that's, kick me out but pretty much I, hol- I was holding it up there in the second period and stuff like that and then that guy probably secured that was like looking after Mc- junior mckenzie there yeah uh he came and took the sign from me like at the end of the second period. And I was like, why are you taking this from me? He was like, I was like, okay, take it. I don't need it anymore anyways. His name is Sean, by the way. But Sean yeah. McKenzie, yes. Sean, yeah. That, that's crazy, but we can't really overlook the fact that you're going to have your first child. Yes. Congratulations. That's yeah, big news, thanks. man. Yeah, it's going to be another Habs fan joining maybe, the Habs Nation. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they, not. they don't listen to me and don't have a brain in their head and <laughs> cheer for the Leafs like you. Well, they could just listen to how it's their hockey and like my takes a lot more. You never know. You know, right? you know let let the brain do whatever that brain wants to do. Oh, uh, I think you're going to force it. Uh, I'll just watch some <laughs> hockey. Right? But uh, another big thing that happened. So we were watching the guys come into the arena too. Like we stumbled upon that after we left. We were coming back from old Montreal at the time and we were walking by the Bell Center to get back to the place and we are watching the, the Habs guys arrive to the arena, right? Yeah. They arrive around 4, 4.30, between 4 and 5. And uh, Kirby Doc was driving this Mercedes. Like, I don't even know what the hell it was, but it, you definitely know it was like a $300,000 machine. And even though, like, we kind of like... Machine, nice. Yeah, machine. Anyways, <laughs> he looked good. He got a big he got a big, uh, big celebration, you know, a lot of a lot of fans yelling his name and stuff like that. And then the next guys we've seen coming in was uh, Jake Evans. He was driving a Jeep Patriot, you know. Oh, okay. Thought he'd maybe drive something a little better something. than that. Uh, some guys probably just like to keep it low key, <coughs> though. I guess maybe save their money. Yeah, and uh, Caden Gooley came in with his mom. Mom was sitting passenger. I forget what he was driving. I think he was driving a suburban. Well, maybe a minivan. Maybe it was his mom's minivan. And she did she drive him in? No, does he she, not have his license? No, he was driving. He oh so oh he's got his learners then. <laughs> I don't know. That's, what that's what's going on. But he's, he's, he's learning to drive. He's getting his hours. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> going on. Yeah. right now. Caulfield came in on a Mercedes too, nice Mercedes rig. The boys Gallagher love the love Merc there, eh? Yeah, they, a lot of them are driving it. And Josh Anderson was driving a uh, big Chevy Tahoe, hmm. like eight passenger. He he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. Anyways, that was pretty cool. <laughs> big and I, rig. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So while I was standing there too, uh, I didn't have my jersey on or nothing, but a guy came out. He spoke English. But he was in the Montreal station. Must be like English Montreal CBC. Anyways, he interviewed me, just asking me like what I think of the Montreal Canadiens. Blah blah blah. I'm excited for the game, and you know, excited to see Connor Bedard. You know, this phenom. Anyways, did a few questions there. Mentioned how it's their hockey. So I don't know if you listeners out there 
watch know, CBC if, Montreal. If any of you guys watch <laughs> CBC Montreal, that was me. Uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. And another little, kind of a cool little thing that happened on my trip too was uh, Thursday night, the night we got there, the first night we went out to a pub there just to get some, you know, poutine and shit like that because I guess they're pretty big there. It's real big there in Montreal, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Capital. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good time. We had a few poutines. Like, I think I had like three or four. Anyways, we went to this we went to this pub Let's there go. and we didn't know what pub to go to, right? Like there's so many in Montreal. Yeah. So uh we just went on Google and looked up like good pubs and good reviews. So we threw them all in a hat and Janelle just my wife, she just picked one out and that's the one we went to that night. So we went it went to it, you know, a nice pub, you know, the T the game was on, that's yep. all, that's all that matters, right? And uh sure enough, the fellow sitting next to me was uh and his wife, uh Martin Saint Louis and his wife Heather sitting right right across from us what a person to see on the on your first night out in montreal oh man like what are the chances right pretty slim considering he just got back from toronto yes trying to prepare for a home opener yeah i couldn't believe it so anyways uh janelle and i was like janelle holy shit like that's martin saint louis and i was half buzzed too right i was like is that really him obviously it's him yeah and i've uh, seen the picture yeah that was clearly him (laughs) so i went over to him and just started talking hockey with him and uh, ask him what he's going to do for this, you know, for tonight's game and I mean for Saturday night's game. Yeah. He was asking me where I'm from, blah, 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 and if I'm going to the game on Saturday. <coughs> I said, yeah, yeah, sure. That's what we're doing. And I was like, oh, this is your wife here. And he's like, yeah, this is my wife, Heather. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, this is my, it's actually Janelle. Like, so I called Janelle over. I was like, this is my wife here too. Like, we just got married there last summer and uh, we're expecting a baby. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, What'd he say? He said something about you guys are in, from PEI and how did you just meet? So, like, we're just kind of making small talk. I don't really remember exactly. But we're just making small talk, and he was like, where are you from, blah, blah, how you guys meet to Janelle and I. Mm-hmm. And we said we met in college, and then he said he met his wife in college whenever he got his scholarship to Vermont. And uh, so we're talking about that and talking about babies since Janelle and I are having yeah. our first baby and when they had their first baby, blah, blah. So I made some small talk. I bought him a beer. He didn't pay back the favor. He didn't buy me a beer back. <laughs> what a guy, eh? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyways, uh, after Does that... Does he not know who you are? Like, oh, this what is, you do? Anyways, we went back over. I said, nice seeing you. I got a picture, and uh, I said, uh, you know, good luck there Saturday night. You know, I'll be there. So we went back over and ate. It's kind of weird, like, from me, like, 10 feet away, it's just St. Louis and his wife just talking we're talking yeah and anyway, again you don't want to just leave these guys alone right they must get this shit they want lot. their own space too exactly so we did that and uh friday night we did the same thing janelle and i we uh picked a spot out of a hat so tonight we're going to an- another pub well, actually it was the keg steakhouse and grill okay in montreal yeah. it's a i never been to the keg before so it's a fucking mint meal man yeah the great ste- spot <sighs> ever go no no you never went to a keg uh not that i can remember no man best steak i've ever had in my life is that right oh and the potatoes were nuts anyways i just find sometimes you go to like a steak place and they don't really cook it that well though these guys cooked it they must be trained pretty well over there oh yeah compared to the island anyway that's what they do yeah the keg specializes in steaks and you get keg steakhouse and bar exactly exactly (laughs) and they had you know all your different ways you want your steak so i had mine like uh medium but a little bit of pink in the middle cooked it perfectly and i got this sauce with it. i don't know what the sauce was but anyways besides the point we were probably midway through our meal 
and guess who sat across from us? Well, I already know the story. <laughs> I already know. Him. You've already been telling me. So. I'll, Martin St. Louis and his wife. Yeah. Again. You were just keeping tabs on so, him the whole week. Anyways, Janelle and I said, okay, we can't say nothing this time around. Yeah. We can't do it. You know? And I was like, well, fuck, man. We, we have to say something. Anyways, his, we're, we're on the way to the bathroom. So Heather, St. Louis' wife, uh, was walking by, and she stopped. She was like, oh, my God, you guys again. So she was kind of like laughing a little bit about that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's us. Like, what are the odds of this? And she was like, are you guys following us? And she wasn't serious at all. And uh, we're like, no, but are you guys following us? <laughs> like, we're the high-profile people here in PEI. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, had some fun there and just talked about it again. And I actually told St. Louis, St. Louis, if you're hearing this, like, you know, I, I don't expect you to know all the injuries that happened across the NHL either. But I mentioned to him that uh, Taylor Hall wasn't playing because of an injury. And he was like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, what the fuck? You should probably know that, don't you think? He was oh. like, and then I asked him, like, who are you going to use to watch Connor Bedard and whatnot? Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I don't know. I'll have to look at the lineup first and see what my parents are going to look like. So he hasn't really even looked at that. So he's not, uh, he wasn't too prepared then, eh? Wasn't too prepared. I think he was uh, just. They still ended up getting the win. So Still ended he, up getting the win. prepared enough. Yeah, all we really talked about is that. And I just talked about uh, some other in-depth stuff, like about what's the goal for the Montreal Canadiens this year and what's the goal for him? Top not, draft pick. Yeah, top <laughs> draft pick. But I actually, Especially now after these injuries that have happened to the Canadians. Exactly. But I was talking to him about what's it like for you? Like, don't you still want the win? Oh, of course he would. And the organization doesn't want that. So, like... Yeah, it's a tough spot for any coach guy, I guess, getting put in that situation where he's fresh, new to the league. He yeah. wants to have a good record. Like, just starting off, but... It's his career, he, right? Yeah, he's not in a good situation right now with Montreal, clearly. Just not... They're now nowhere close, really, to no. be competing, but he, he seems that. like a good, competent coach. He just doesn't have the pieces around him exactly. whatsoever. And his name's Martin St. Louis. Hawk, hockey yeah. climber, right? So, it just seems like... I mean, Gretzky was kind of in the same situation when he coached, right? But I don't... I think St. Louis is a better coach than Gretzky was. I think so. I, I don't think Gretzky was really meant or cut out for that, really. <laughs> yeah. And, well, he was pushed out of the league pretty quick in yeah, Arizona so there. It's just mind-boggling. Anyways, saw Martin St. Louis a couple times. Like, what yeah. are the odds of that, right? Yeah, it was pretty crazy to meet him. I think it was not back-to-back nights back for to, Yeah, it was it was Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then I said to him, so, will I be seeing you again tomorrow? Because I will be at the Bell Center. Are you going to be there? <laughs> Anyways, he kind of laughed over that. And I got another picture with him. Uh, I didn't really feel like getting this second picture with him though, because I'm like, I already got one. I just got it though, just in case, you know. Like my dad, he said, "No way," and I was like, "Well, here you go." To to prove everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that I did see him back to back nights. I'm, look, me, I'm wearing different clothes. So is he. Yeah. <laughs> so so Saturday night. <laughs> I did Saturday night, I uh, went to the game. I didn't see. I didn't talk to Martin St. Louis that night. Uh, then Sunday night. Uh, something I didn't, I didn't even tell you yet, sorry, because I know like you're like oh, it's getting kind of tiring now. So Jill and I were walking down the street, going to a pizza hut, looking for a good pizza in Montreal. So just some random street in Montreal, and Jill and I were like, oh my God, yeah, wonderful to see Martin Saint Louis again tonight. Not two minutes after I said that, the only other couple on the side street that we were at was Martin Saint Louis and his wife Heather, <laughs> walking directly towards us. That is crazy. Three man. times. That is crazy. Three times in four nights. Basically, you've seen him four nights in a row because 
You would have seen him yeah. on the bench. <laughs> so I'm like, are That's... we best? Are we supposed to be like best friends? Like, I got to get something out of this. So, anyways, I hope he's teed up for an interview sometime. Oh man, my god! Hockey, eh? And me and you even told me, me and you even talked about that on the Thursday second time I seen him. I'm like, yeah, the second no, time. No, it's the first time. The first time. Anyways, we're like, you should hook him up, but he's. You can just tell by the way he talks. Yeah, he's not. He's not down for that shit. Anyways, well, that's unfortunate. Not not saying not saying we will never get him on this podcast. There are ways to reach out to these guys. Oh, and if I reach out is. and send him a pic of me and him in the picture, and he obviously knows that it's Janelle yeah. and I. Well, he's seen him three times. <laughs> so before, nights, before we Janelle and I were like, you know, Martin saying that we is a pretty high profile guy in Montreal, right? Oh, for sure, yes, yeah. And we Janelle and I were like, oh, no way. Like, we actually were kind of like, let's hope he doesn't see us. You know what I mean? Like, well, why would you be like that? I, but that's just how Janelle and I felt. We're like, no yeah. way, no way. So, anyways, we're probably like ten feet apart. Maritain saying that we just starts laughing. <laughs> he just starts laughing. Janelle starts laughing. I start laughing. Heather's like, oh my god, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> it how, is pretty great. How man. in the hell do we see you guys all the time in Montreal? Yeah, pretty big city. Like, Massive lots of city. there, lots of places. But here you guys are crossing paths three times. It's, it's absurd. Yeah, there's no explanation behind this and it's just i have no idea i have no idea what to say i couldn't fucking believe it when i seen him the third time i, I think that's pretty sweet though man that's pretty cool uh something you'll never forget for the rest of your oh life oh my for god sure. we are definitely going to try to reach out oh, to him thousand percent we have to and he he's gonna know who you are oh my god yeah but it's again I feel like it's just the younger guys that you could get kind of that stuff out, like come on my podcast, like the young guys in the league, like the Jake Evans and, you know, uh, Kane Gooley, because they're new, right? Martin St. Louis has been... It'd be an off-season kind of thing, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Not, he's had, something not in season, but... Exactly. Like, he's had the spotlight his whole career. He's kind of like, you know, like, I know I'm famous, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't really heard of him really being on too many other shows since retirement or even before. Yeah. And I could kind of get that talking to him. Yeah. Like... He was kind of like, nice to see you. Like, we didn't really talk much hockey. I just asked him a few questions, you know, the mm-hmm. Hall injury, Bedard, and then the winning thing. Like, does he want to win personally? He never really gave me a straight answer with that. He kind of gave me like, yeah, we're going in every game winning. But I'm like, well, the the organization. Classic answer. Yeah, the organization <laughs> obviously awesome. doesn't want that, right? He's like, yeah, but. What everybody, more can everybody say? there like uh, coaches the coaching staff and the players all want to win though oh yeah like they're the ones out there doing it so it's not really up to management that's where i kind of we talked about tanking there at 1.2 where it's a kind of crosses a fine line yeah where obviously the players and coaches do not want to lose because like you're potentially going to lose your job if you keep losing and losing and losing like they're going to be like oh we're just going to move on from you thanks for two years of kind of sucking yeah but it was need a new fresh voice in the room you're right but st louis i know he had to get a start somewhere and he got to start with montreal and oh it's a good destination too because like he is bilingual so like yeah it's perfect it's perfect and his name speaks for himself speaks for itself you know he's going to hang around longer let's say dan knows the game pretty well we'll say that yeah and like he's been he'll hang around longer than dan bilesma right remember in detroit how he was there for three years when detroit was trying to build a team and then Alex they just Mahal fucking had a let good him go. Career, though. Huh? He had a good career as a coach. Like, Oh, yeah, he did. But do you know what yeah. happened there in Detroit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, just kind of, yeah. yeah. Not the guy no more. Sorry. After 
going through all those rebuilding years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's be tougher, coach, man. To sum it up, though, so my trip, you know, St. Louis the three times, cool. The game was electric. Like the fans were fucking nuts, and the guys beside me like gave me like three or four fucking tall boys. Yeah. And it's uh, perfect. Yeah, but too those many are, beer. Those things aren't. I was kind of getting like after the game, oh, I was kind of like, well oh, like I'm like, let's get home, you know. <laughs> Or, no, I hope my, or I hope my wife good, gets me home. A good buzz on for the home opener. You're right. You're yeah. right, Sar. And that's why I got her when, done. When's the next time you're going to go to a home opener anyways? Probably not for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. Live it up. Probably not until the kid's like six or seven. Whenever he or she can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, so top things to do in uh, Montreal, folks, if anyone's listening, definitely go see old Montreal. Fucking mint place to hang around really cool like the cobblestone uh roads uh the basilica yeah i know it's a tourist destination like the big church there Mm -hmm. it's fucking phenomenal obviously but you know it's not really my cup of tea no and uh botanical gardens though if you like nature and like really neat flowers and how they shape them that's another spot that janelle and i really like to go see go check those places out everyone yes oh yes and another Quick little snippet. Last thing before we move into uh, <laughs> some hockey talk. Yeah, here. last little snippet of the trip. So I ran into a couple other guys whenever the cars were going in. Yeah. Uh, he said that he was out on the town to the bars. Jill and I didn't go to the bars. We just went to the pubs. And that's yeah. probably why we saw St. Louis and his wife as opposed to younger guys. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, yeah. like this guy I was about to see. So he told me that he went to one of the bars. forgot the name of it. But uh, Seth Jones and Corey Perry were sitting at the bar. He went up and talked to him, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. He said Corey Perry was kind of like, like kind of, not snooty, but kind of, you know? Uh, and there's a lot of snow below his, his nose. And uh, Seth Jones, really nice guy, he said, good time. And then while he was talking to them, Kirby Doc came in. I don't know. I think he might have played with Seth Jones for a bit, didn't he? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah I think touch there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, one year. Yeah. One year. He was rookie year, probably. So Doc came in, and this guy said Kirby Doc was one of the nicer guys he's ever met, like, for an NHL guy. And, uh, yeah, so... Was that the night before the Hawks? That was Thursday. Home opener? Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, they wouldn't be going out getting fucking Did he buzzed. tweak his knee dancing? <laughs> Imagine if I got that inside scoop. Did he tweak it, though? <laughs> no idea. Because that play where he got hurt, like, might as well get right into it. Yeah. Touch on the halves. We're already in Montreal talk. So Kirby Doc, as probably most of you already know, he's out for the season with the MCL and ACL tear. Just brutal news for the halves. And Kirby Doc, man, that's just a shame, really. What This guy didn't like the situation in Chicago. Gets put in a perfect place in Montreal now. Out for the year. Um, His nickname was just starting to come to the doctor. Is it because he visited a lot of doctors? <laughs> Maybe he should be a doctor. Like he's, but he is a doctor. He's he's uh, kind of made of glass, I guess. He's getting it's hurt. He's getting hurt quite a bit. It is a sin because he's shown a lot of promise in the preseason and even uh, the season opener against the Leafs. There, putting up two points, played great. But yeah, just unfortunate what happened to him. It yeah. did look like a innocent play. Yeah, very innocent play. Like he he braced for the hit and everything, but still. That MCL and ACL completely gone. And then also, just the other night, Caden Gooley getting hurt. Upper body, eh? Yeah. His I, wrist. Oh, was it wrist? I think it's broke. Well, it depends if his wrist is up over his 
if it's if it he has would, it above it would depend if he it? has it above if, if he has his wrist <laughs> above his waistline then it's upper body i think i seen a report there it's going to be f- like four to six weeks though he's going to be out for maybe 68 maybe 68 so like the montreal wrist. literally destined for another high pick well yeah what's going on there i think they could be destined for last place in the east at this at this point like, like that's one of your better defensemen top and that's one of your best forwards gone probably a top three guy Doc is probably team, a top three, yeah. and they, the, they lost their top forward. Good almost. Top three know. forward, and they lost their top three D. I mean, Kirby Doc, for my eyes, he was looking a lot better than Suzuki out there for me. I And I think he, I might, be even, he might be even more valuable than Caulfield just because of the space that he can create and offense he, that he can create. He's big. Where Caulfield, he's got the shot, yes, he can score, but I think Doc just brought a little bit more to the table. He has more going for him overall. Like Doc, he can put, he can hit. He can put some. <clears throat> he can protect the puck wickedly. Yeah. He has a good shot. He can see the ice well, and he can play good defensively. Definitely a better, well-rounded player. It's it's too bad Montreal kind of are down those two players, especially like you already knew it was going to be a down year, and now it's even worse. You don't even get to see those guys that you're yeah. excited to see this season and watch them grow. Yeah. So it's just kind of another year waiting and another year of, I guess, losing. You know what, though? Opens the door for another guy to take a crack at it, right? Like Harvey Pernard got that chance last year. Yeah, he he signs contract. But who's going to take that now? Like Yolanin, I watched that game last night against Minnesota. Yolanin was one of the better players in the ice for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, Montreal definitely in tough for this season now. But going Um, from that injury, I want to talk about Sor some big injuries that happened in the early going so far this yeah, season. Yeah, I, I was going to segue there too, but go ahead. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's in, what's the biggest, what's the injury to a certain player that's going to hinder that team the most this season? I, I think the one that stands out for me and one we already touched on is Vasilevsky, though. I think that's going to be the biggest one. Uh, do you have another one in mind, though? Because well, I think that's... That's already impacting Tampa, as we can see. Like their goaltenders have been just average at best. I watched some of that Lightning game, and the Lightning just aren't the Lightning without Andre Vasilevsky. They don't seem to be the same team. They are not the same team. No. And thank God that they signed that they picked up that Hagel kid. Oh, he's been on fire. He's got five points now through four games. Like, the kid has been unreal so far. But more injuries, I mean, like, bad news. I don't think it's a huge impactful. But, like, Zacharensky going down again, that's that's not good. Uh, I think it was a quad issue. Hopefully nothing too, too serious. And no. they said he could return. Like, it was just week to week. So he could be back even this week, honestly. He could yeah. be back. We'll see on that one. Uh is there another one that really comes out like that just <laughs> happened? Because I mean, we talked on the Panthers well, injuries. Tanev, Tanev for Seattle. You know, he's a he's a heart and soul kind of guy. That's nowhere there in close to Vasilevsky. Nowhere, you know. nowhere no. close. I I agree with you, but like you know, that hurts that hurts a team like Seattle too. Like you know, I know he's a depth guy, but he brings a lot of energy, man. Like you've seen he that does. guy play. And Luke Shen, Nashville, but well, he's <laughs> out for like four to six weeks as yeah. well, man. He's he's out for a while. And Boldy's injury, too, with Minnesota, you know, that's kind of like, yeah, they're saying it's just week to week right now, but week to week could turn into four weeks easily. Yeah, it could be a month. Could be a month. Could exactly. be a month. 
quite easily. But other than that, man, I, I don't think there's too many more like huge, which is a good thing huge injuries like that we've already covered obviously we know like montour and ekblad are out well um, a big injury too though is victor everson with la it's a shame he's a good player man good well-rounded player in la and especially a team trying to build some chemistry with those new players and he's that a top system, six guy man. he's a scorer he put up like 30 goals numerous times so but still non top assy no god no you can't like not even the montreal ones like no, that. no 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 like that team was already destined to be a non-playoff team this season so anyways though unless it'll it'll help the martin saint louis like you know the team if they lose so much and martin saint louis only really has to say well fuck we were missing our ghoulie and fucking doc right yeah kick him around for a bit longer yeah that's right but yeah, but not too not too many injuries around the league, but there is a few. There is a few like guys on the day to day or like week to week or. But the competitive, the competitive teams. The only real injury that really would hurt a lot of those teams would be. You know, Victor Everton. You know, that yeah. is going to put a hole in a team that is wanting to win right now. Everton and like you said, Boldy, uh, because he's probably there. Second or third best player. I, that Erickson Eck guy is phenomenal for the Minnesota Wild, dude. He's a guy. That, he's a top line centerman. I think man. he is a top line centerman. Watching that game last night, and he has balls. Oh yeah, he's not afraid to get uh, a little gritty there and in he, the corners. He digs. He digs in the crease. He doesn't give a shit what's going to happen afterwards. Fuck he's no. a guy. He's a guy that a lot of teams covet. A lot of teams. What sorry? Would covet. Yeah, a lot of teams would love to have that guy. Other than that, there were some signings. Probably everybody knows. So we're just gonna briefly touch on those yeah. as well. Devonte signed that new contract worth seven point two five million. That AAV, it's a pretty solid signing. Obviously, he was a little bit of a a later bloomer in the NHL, but I think he's every bit worth that contract. Yeah, considering you see Darnell Nurse making like nine plus. Oh yeah, fuck that guy, yeah. man. I I. You know, you know my stance on that. that, that it's a good contract. Right? Yeah, great contract for uh, Devontae's. He's part of that and backbone the Colorado in Colorado. Avalanche. Like, that's great for Colorado Ugh. for the future. Also, those two big ones in Winnipeg. Oh, Can't wow, forget about man. those. Hellebuck and Shifley signing. I'm pretty sure it was identical deals, right? They both signed for, I believe it was 7 times 8.5? Yeah. Seven times eight point five, which is a great deal for Winnipeg. Just a shame that Velarde went down. Yeah. That's an, I don't even know if we touched on him, did we? Did we touch on Velarde? He got yeah, he got, all, yeah well, he got you hurt. Yeah, he got It's a good thing that we led into the these signings and we talked about Winnipeg for you to finally remember about Velarde's injury, even though you do have him on your fantasy team. And we were talking about you it. You had money on fucking fantasy We teams. legit talked about his injury before we recorded. Yes, we, we did. We were just talking yeah. about him. Because <laughs> so, we were talking about Ehlers. Yeah, and then we were talking. Might be taking the next step because of Velarde. Because of that hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just shame what happened to Velarde, too, because he was putting in those spots there to succeed. That was his shot. Like, yeah. And he was taking advantage of it. Like, he was playing great hockey. He'll have another chance once he gets back. Oh, he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. A um, couple more signings, I guess. It was Darlene and Power. 
Big signings for Buffalo. Great contracts for Big Buffalo. Big signings. Buffalo like, is looking better and better each month. Do you think that, that 11 mil for Darlene's a little rich, or do you think it's right on par? Oh, man. Because like, he's one of the better defensemen in the league. Dal- I'm a but massive fan. I'm a massive fan of Ras- Rasmus Darlene. I think he deserves every fucking penny of that contract. Yeah. And he's he's mean. He's tough. He's talented as fuck. And he really wants to win. That's exactly what you want in a defenseman. And and but, he's probably gonna be. He's probably gonna win a couple Norris's. Like let's just get real here. I'm pretty sure I picked him for this year, right? I think you did. So it's gonna be sure Makar. Darlene. And who's the other? Maybe I took Bouchard, actually. I think I might have took him. I think I think I'm on a fucking whim for some reason. But Bouchard. Darlene is. Yeah. Bouchard's looking great, though, to start out the season. Yeah, yeah. Besides uh, the whole Edmonton fiasco going on right now. And we might as well get into the hot and cold teams. We might as well go with that cold team of Edmonton since we just touched on them with Bouchard. But other than Bouchard, McDavid, I mean, yeah, he's not putting up three points a game, but he's still playing stellar. Drysaddle's. Been their best player. Kane starting off pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, Connor Brown looked a little bit better last night, but yeah. still not yeah. quite there. And Obviously, goal- like he only played like a handful of games last season too. So you're right. And their goalies the game form. And their goal goalies faltered the first couple games of the year pretty hard. Oh fuck, that was brutal, <laughs> man. It looked like it was Campbell's first game in the NHL, along with see, Skinner. Along with Skinner. You're gonna see a lot of. You're not gonna see a lot of games like that, but they're you're gonna just see two games. goalies that are so consistently inconsistent yeah yeah i would define that as that as well like you don't know what you're gonna get from them on a day-to-day basis but a game-to-game basis he's like, like and they keep rotating them like no one none of them really get a chance to really take over that net no no will it be campbell Campbell looked so. great last night against the predators like he needs i didn't confidence. really want to say they were a cold team but like losing two to Va- uh, vancouver is a rough start, especially when Vancouver looked absolutely shitty in the preseason. Yeah. Like, they look like one of the worst teams in the preseason. Hockey's such a funny thing. It is a funny thing. And, I mean, like, teams, the some of the best teams are going to lose to some of the worst teams. We're going to see it every Toronto, single year. Toronto, Maple in the Chicago Blackhawks game that everyone was revved up to see. Connor Bedard, Austin Matthews going toe-to-toe. Both of them did, like, fuck all. Bedard, yeah, yeah. he did a little bit, but... Fuck all on the score on the score sheet. It was Soderblom that kind of took over in that game for Chicago. He was the best player on the ice for Chicago, hands down. Uh, Toronto, I even they got two wins. I think they are starting off very slow this season. That defense has been brutal. I think a lot of holes, eh? Oh man, Klingberg looks great in the O zone, but you get him past like him in the neutral zone and the D zone. <laughs> Fuck. At least he's one for three. That's like his D zone play is probably worth league minimum. <laughs> so him at four, four something is absolutely really bad. Yeah, it's a high contract. It's going to be tough for Toronto to really make some cap space there in that organization. Like Fuck. Brody, Brody's been decent, but he's nowhere where he was when he came to Toronto. McCabe, What's Rasmus Sandin? Like that McCabe and Klingberg pairing has been brutal. It's been really bad. They need to get a, find a shutdown guy to pair with Klingberg to, so he can kind of just do his thing and have one guy just shut it down yeah. in the D zone because McCabe's do. not that guy. No. He likes to run around too. He does. They get caught down low way too much in the offensive zone. They get 
yeah, too many on-man rushes against them, and they aren't that great closing down lanes. No, they're not. It is what it is, man. The, the offense has been popping, though. Matthews, he started off phenomenal. Back-to-back hat-tricks, and he was buzzing against Chicago, too. Just couldn't buy one. I guess he had one got called back, but yeah, exactly. he was buzzing. I think Nylander has been absolutely, like, I don't know, man. He's going He's been their off. best player. He's going off. I'd almost say he's been their best player, too, if it wasn't for Matthews' back-to-back hatties. Well, my father... He, he, like, he's coming up clutch. He came up clutch against Montreal there. Yeah, my father watched the Hawks and Leafs game. That was on Monday. Yes. So, Hayes were playing, so he's watching that. And he said... Nylander was the best player that and he, night. Yeah, he even he said yeah. that. He said, William Nylander is Toronto's best player. Oh, man, he's got another step to his game. Like, he is fully aware it's his contract year, and I think he wants to secure the fucking bag. He said he's so much fun to watch. He is an exciting player to watch. Like, just dangles. Smooth skater. I've Edges said this since, terrific. like, both these two players came in. Marner and fucking Nylander. Nylander is the better player. Do you not think? I like Nylander. I've always have. Who are you taking, though? Nylander. Yeah, I, that's who I take all day, every day. I was an advocate for that early on. Mariner just he plays like he's still in junior a lot. Yeah. Those button hooks in the fucking offensive zone, I can't stand them. Like, just drive, man. Doesn't drive. Yeah. Grinds the gears a little bit, but uh, besides that, two very hot players I had there, Matthews, Nylander, obviously, like, I think Nealer just has another gear to him this season, it feels like. He'll be getting paid, and I can't He's, see him staying in Toronto. I th- he likes Toronto, man. He does like Toronto. He likes Toronto, Toronto and yeah. they're going to be fun. Like, if they're going to be held up against the cap there next season, so be it. Not have to be so much as a contender. But that 11 mil for JT is coming off the books the following year. If they can go through one year pain, that's all right. They're still one gonna, year pain to keep Nylander. They're still going to be a playoff team. And anything can happen in the playoffs. They're still going to be a playoff team regardless. Yeah, if you're they right. Have, if they have those, I guess they're calling them the core five right now, including Morgan Riley. I think it's doable, and he will resign probably in season, I think, this year. <laughs> you don't think so? Uh, I think he will. Where are they going to come up with his money? That's something to worry about down the road. <laughs> they got a lot of guys coming like- off the books, though, like Brody. Klingberg, I feel like Toronto both just coming off the books. There's nine million freed up. I feel like Toronto just makes up. They're like New York Yankees. They're like pay whatever <laughs> you need to pay anyone that's going to make it happen. They even should though- just go on Boston Pizza's payroll. That's what they should do. Like <laughs> the Tree Living's own Boston Pizza. Just put them on as a cook. That's all okay. they got to do. So what do you, what do you think of the new goal? Their new goal song. It's been back and forth. They didn't even uh, confirm one yet. They never cemented one yet. No, man. They change it up every game so far. They Anyways, had, I like the pursuit of happiness. I, I liked it too, but there's a lot of backlash on that one because of the lyrics in the song. It was talking about drunk driving in the song. People have to fucking. The, grow no the one. Fuck up. You're not gonna pick a song that everybody likes. No God sakes. You definitely not. I I love that pursuit of happiness one. I was pretty pumped to hear it the first night. I was kind of scared at one point. I wasn't going to hear it at all, though. <laughs> they weren't looking too great to start that game against the Habs. But I want to talk about another player that was hot. I know you haven't went over your players that have been pretty hot. I mean, you yeah. probably agree with the two I have so You're far. You're basically saying everyone that I'm about to say anyway, so we yeah. might as well just mix it in. Evgeny Malkin. Yes. All Love right. to see it. 
You roll with this All one. All right. I'd love to see Evgeny Malkin come. He had a massive game there in game two. Uh, he played all right there in the first game of the year. I watched that one too. I actually watched that one at, uh, I don't know where it was in Halifax, but we went to a pub there in Halifax. Fucking wicked pub though. I think it was not McLean's. It was, oh, I have you to get it out it. there. It was, it was wing night, 80 cent wings and the wings were fucking delicious. Anyways, I was watching the Pittsburgh game and, uh, Great, you know, Pittsburgh did all right. I really hope they won because I picked them to win, but they ended up losing. Anyways, uh, Malkin, next game out, played well. Pittsburgh really needs this guy going this year. If he's not going, then Pittsburgh's not going to be a threat no. to win the Cup this year or even go deep in the playoffs. It's just this past week, like, it, I really got the feel that Malkin's really going to have a good year this year, you know? He, he's going to put well, up he's a point. starting off like he's going to have he's a great He's going to put up a season. point per game and... He's averaging two points per game right now. Right now, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a point per game guy. Like I think it's gonna go back. He's gonna roll back the clock whenever he, uh, whenever he won the Art Ross. There, he's not gonna win it this year. No, but he's gonna put up big numbers this year. He could be a ninety point guy this season. Easy. Easy, yeah. Yeah. That's not our sarcastic easy. No, no easy. It's yeah, Evgeny easy. Malkin. It was pretty funny what he said there too in the post game interview after the game against the Flames. I don't know if you've seen I, that or not. No. 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 He uh, he's like, I hope the season is over tomorrow, and what? I win the heart trophy. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. So he so he has the heart trophy on his yes, mind he already. Does. So if that is instilled into his brain right now, and he's gonna hopefully keep finding the uh, extra step in that game because I think he's looking like his younger self right now. Yeah, he's feeling. He's not good. looking as slow. He's looking like he's uh, got some pep there. And he's not coming into the season hurt, Which like is, he usually does. And they had rest for once after they missed the playoffs. Yeah, these guys, they're in the playoffs every year, except for last year, since Crosby was there. Yeah, besides his rookie year. Yeah, like these guys. Both of both of their rookie years. Had to yeah. have been fucking fatigued a little bit. You oh, you'd have or, to imagine, right? Or it just becomes their norm. I think more so more their so norm. That. Yeah, they'd probably get accustomed to that for sure. Um, how about some cold players? I, I ran with the hot players there. I want to I hear what you got here. <sighs> Uh, no takes. There's... No, I didn't really get any cold players, but I was Timo Meyer didn't really impress me very much. That's that's my number one. Oh yeah, coldest player. <laughs> that's I'm just thinking off the he's cuff right now. He's freezing cold, man. Like he's probably in a freezer right now. Yeah, he's he's not feeling. I watched a little bit of the Devils games, and he was just where are you at, Timo Meyer? I know you weren't playing that last game there in the third period. Lindy Ruff is not a fan of his play lately, that's for sure. You know, I like, I love Lindy Ruff. I feel like that's exactly what that I think fucking team... I think that's what Timo needed. That's like, what Timo... Wake the fuck up, And man. you know what I like about it? Whenever they talked about it after the game, Lindy and Timo, they're like, yes, I understand, you know? They weren't fighting about it. They were professionals. Well, he knows he has to be better. Like he know he knows he he knows he deserved the treatment that Lindy Ruff gave him in the third period. Well, he is a way better player than what we have seen him play in New Jersey. Like ever since he's come over, he's been just an average guy. But average you, you, guy, yeah. you paid him eight point eight. Like he's your second highest paid player on the roster and gets paid more than Jack Hughes, who is arguably a top. Who's their highest? Five top Hamilton, seven. Is it? it is Hamilton. Dougie uh, Hamilton's a top. Their guy, highest paid like, forward. It's Meyer. It's, it's Timo Meyer. Yeah, and oh, in 35 fuck. games with the New Jersey Devils, 
He's produced 11 goals and seven assists. So just 18 points. That's on pace for like 42 points a year. That is not cutting it, man. I don't know. I don't know. And he's not even like, he's not even playing his B game either. That's the that's the sad thing. Yeah. Anyways, hopefully this will wake him up, and hopefully Lindy Ruff will wake him up and help him get to where he should be, especially if they're paying him. Because if he doesn't start producing, and if he falls off the cliff, that's going to have a big time effect on the New Jersey Devils. They signed him for a reason to be a big part of this team, and to be a big part of success. And if he's not going to help the team do that, it's going to eat up 8.8 mil a year. New Jersey, that's going to hurt New Jersey. It will hurt New Jersey a lot. Um, maybe not so much, though. They were pretty good without him last year. They're stacked, but fuck, man. You know how much good, you know how good they would how be? How much if they... better they could be? Like, that team could be fucking nuts. But they need goaltending, too. We're seeing a lot of inconsistency from that goaltending lately. Yeah. Um, another cold player, though, I want to talk about, Jonathan Huberto. Jonathan Huberto. I was expecting this guy oh. to come out guns a-blazing. New coach, new vibes. He said he's feels like happy again to play hockey and come to the rink every day instead of miserable. But, no, he, he comes out and just can't make a fucking simple pass, it feels like. Like... Used to be one of the better playmakers in the league. Put up over 100 points there his last season in Florida. 115-some points. It was crazy what he did there. And now he he literally just he kills offensive uh, momentum yeah. all the time because he can't make that simple pass. Like He's, he's yeah. so far out of tune right now. It's He might need uh, a health bomb. Health bomb? Healthy scratch. Oh, fuck. Sit up in the... Sit up in the press box. Wow. If you're the coach, you would give him, you'd have to scratch him. This guy's getting paid a ton, man. He's supposed to be your best player. He's supposed to be the guy to come in and fill that void of Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Or Goudreau, I guess. Better better comp there because both kind of played similar roles. Johnny Goudreau, though, he's at Columbus. I know he had higher hope from this year, but they're kind of a mess, too. So far, I mean, they only played two games this season, and this is all early speculations. Like oh, it's yeah. only like two, three, four games in for depending yeah. on what team you're looking. Don't at. Don't we love early speculation though? Everyone's just like, it's, even in fantasy, we're noticing that people are dropping big name players. They're big like, name players. Fucking three games in the season, people are dropping these guys. Are like, oh, oh fuck, bad year coming. Yeah, you, you do got to be patient with some of these guys, but at the same time, how patient can you be? Because it's not. It's not a very these... long season. And you know what? It's not a long season. And you know who said it best? Brian Rust. Did you hear his? Brian Rust said it. Yeah, I've I seen that uh, little clip there. It must have been like a post-game yeah, interview post -game. or something. And he was saying these these points have just as much value as the points in March. Yep. And he's tr and it, that just goes to show you bang a, on. a leader in the dressing room saying these things because he's living and learning still. Last year, Pittsburgh, their record in October was just fucking piss poor. Piss poor. And you know what? If they yep. would have came out strong and even won half the games. Just one more, they would have won the playoffs. Just one more. Exactly. Just one so more. that just goes to show you how short of a season the NHL season actually is. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, hopefully, both those guys that we mentioned there on Cold Streaks, Timo Meyer, Jonathan Huberto, kind of bounce back. We love to see players do well. And Nick Suzuki is another cool guy that... I haven't seen fuck all from him. I starting this season. Is he still captain? I he's making a lot of people 
doubt him right now. And that's well, even because of last year. That's even in Montreal. Even when I was there. Yeah. No one hates dissing the captain. But but right now, there's a lot of Habs fans that are. We're I like, think it was a little bit too soon to name that. Yeah, we're like, what's this guy? What's he doing? He's supposed to be your big time player. He's supposed to get come into the neutral zone. A good two way guy for you. And he's not even gaining entry from uh, going in for the power play. You know how you mm-hmm. teams are doing that. You know, dropping the puck to one of your usually Obviously, your best player. Yeah, 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 yeah. To enter the zone to get it set up. He can't even do that, and he's making lots of mistakes on the power play in the offensive zone. <laughs> There's some frustration over there in Joel, yeah. um, but. Just get used to it, man. It's going to be a, a yeah. season full of that. So some cold players. Another Cole player players, that I yeah. thought was taken off pretty slow is Eric Carlson. I know he's in – I'm not really – I don't want to include him and, and like, guys that are coming into new teams because it's really hard to – Adjust uh, right away. Yeah, you have to give these guys a little bit of time. But like New one, systems you're trying to learn. What about Pierre-Luc Dubois there last night scoring Finally against his scored. former team? And you know what? Uh-huh. I bet him to score last night and for the Kings to win. Big money, big bet, smart better. Let's go. <laughs> oh, so you won that? Oh, fuck yeah. The Kings, nice. Kings dominated against the yeah. Jets last night. I didn't know you you made that bet last night. I thought you said that you made a bet with the McDavid bet. I did make that one as well, yeah. Wow, sir. It was plus 100 odds for McDavid to score, and that's just absurd. Yeah. You and gotta take du- that all day. And Dubois scoring against his former team. He hasn't scored yet this year, blah, blah, yeah. It was a big one. Yeah, big one. Yeah, du- Dubois. I mean, I didn't really notice much else from him, though. No, we're going to have to start our fantasy picks. For what? For the games. We'll pick our, We'll pick two teams that we think are going to win Thursday night. All right? Okay. At the end of the pod. Sounds good. That's not really fantasy picks, though. I mean, just... <laughs> just <laughs> That's where you kind of threw me in the loop oh, there. But I, I understand Yeah, you were looking you at me like I was... Okay, I understand. That's not really a fantasy pick. Yeah, I understand. I, the, yeah. Uh, bring back the, the betting corner there. Uh, the gambling corner. Best bets. There. Yeah, best bets. It's been a little while, eh? It has been a little bit. Um, some teams. You got any teams, hot or cold? Just kind of touch on them well, real quick. last night it kind of faded from that. You know, like I was kind of thinking L.A. was going to be cold and the Oilers started off. Well, they both did. They both yeah, started off cold. They both did. But they both won last night, which I bounce knew that back. they were going to win, right? Yeah, it was bounce back games. It was, yeah, they can't start out on three. Yeah, and the Seattle Kraken is another that's, team. That's one team I had, yeah. Like, this team made some noise last year, and I actually put them into the playoffs this year, didn't I? Yeah, and you know where I put them? Outside looking in, baby. You put them outside, and you put uh, the Wild looking in. Instead, that was the only change that we had in both of our projections for the I, playoffs. I love it. Uh, I just don't think this team can replicate what they did last season. Like, you just can't get that scoring depth year in and year out from middle guys all the time. We'll see what happens. Like, Long season yet. If, if they were that consistent all the time, they wouldn't be middle guys. Do you not remember the St. Louis Blues the year they won the cup? They were last place in the league at Christmas time. They were. Who knows? Nobody knows, <laughs> but early early on, I'm, oh. I'm liking that pick for myself. What Seattle, about I would say. Hot. I'd hot? say Vegas oh, Gold Knights. Yeah, yes, easily. Easily, <laughs> yeah. 4-0 to start the season yes. off after uh, winning the Stanley Cup. There's absolutely no hangover there. Yeah. Especially living in Vegas and probably going out every single night. Man, it's just crazy. A, just a fun organization. Like to be before, right now. before their home opener, ban- banner-raising night, 
that was pretty cool by the way what they did with the slot machine yes, on the ice. Yes, that was cool, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Typical Vegas. I guess you could say a little cheesy, but you got to do it. You got to play oh, into it. Yeah. But you not see what they did before they go into the playoffs with the sword and the uh, knight. You, you got to do that kind of stuff. The crowd fucking loves it there and Entertainment it's, it's electric like, of the world. That rink is unbelievable. Um but like Jack Eichel was at Monday Night Football watching the Las Vegas Raiders the, the night before. Like, just living it up. Had the Stanley Cup with him. Just all the boys. I would imagine most of the boys were probably at that game. Man, Eichel made a good decision. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to Buffalo Sabres health staff. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a great decision there on Jack Eichel's part. Another team, though, started off pretty hot. Can I say it? Sure, man. The Boston Bruins? See, that was a little bit too small of a sample size for me it to pick is, them. It is, but come on, man. They, they were getting Chicago. a lot of hate. They played Chicago, who's going to be a bottom yeah, feeder. Okay. I was, I just who who did they play? The... I don't like Boston, but I'm just saying. 2-0, and start the year, both 10 yeah. Swayman and Elmark, playing like they did last year, you know, played? minus the playoffs. Minus the playoffs. <laughs> yikes. yikes. Yeah, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That's not the team I had, though. Who? Um, The Colorado Avalanche. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it was so easy, why didn't you know? Well, I was going to say, but I thought maybe you'd go kind of... Off the board in, a little, but yeah. there's not really many teams that were off the board. Oh. But yeah, like, they're doing... Like Boston, uh, yeah, they're 2-0, but they play, they played two teams that won't make the playoffs this yeah. year. That's where I didn't put them in there, where Colorado, like... Colorado's <laughs> generating... This is gross what Colorado, this team's doing. three games in, they're generating 39 shots per game, which is Four first. Four games in now. Which is first. They goals, play four now. They're averaging 3.33 goals per game. It's probably up because they scored four last night. Yeah, which is 11th, whatever. Shooting percentage is 21st. So, like, they're generating lots of shots, but their defensive game is also playing really well. And their oh. goaltending is playing well. Yeah, that decor is really good, and Makara just broke a, a record there. Fastest defenseman in league history to get to 250 points. Beating... Bobby Orr by, I think it was six games. Oh, you know how the older generation always talks about Bobby Orr being, like, one of the best players ever to play? Do they see that in Kale McCarr? Oh, 100%. Because when I watched this guy, and I didn't have the opportunity to watch Bobby Orr, obviously, but he was way before my time, this guy is unbelievable with the puck. Not even just the puck, but like he's so smart in his own zone as well. He literally does it all. He is hands down the best defenseman in the league and will be for a very, very long time. Yeah. But are the older generation just too attached to that Bobby Orr? Oh, yeah. You think? Oh, yeah, that's how it is. And the same with a lot of people now, like even even us. Like, you know how we're saying that, oh, yeah, Sidney Crosby, you know, he's still the best. You know, McDavid... Yeah, he's better than him now, but Crosby in his prime was better than McDavid. Like, what do you what do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like McDavid is better than Crosby if they're both in their exact primes at the exact same time? That's a challenging one. See, that's what I mean. Like, like Crosby was in the dead puck era, and but still putting up over hundred points. There's always buts in it, but the one thing I is one thing that's different about the Cal McCarr and the Bobby Orr predicament there like if you know the older generation blah blah is that bobby orr played in the time when there was a fucking shit ton of goals oh a ton of goals yeah yeah. and cal mccarr 
not, yeah, not the, that the goal, many goals. The goals per game is not nowhere near where it was. Not that, Bobby and he's playing. still putting up the minutes. And he's the fastest player to ever accumulate what five hundred what? 20? No, two hundred fifty points. Two hundred fifty points. The fastest defenseman. Gotta remember, this guy's pretty young. Fastest defenseman. You know, this guy's the real deal here in Colorado, and Colorado's lucky as fuck to have him. And Extremely he's gonna. Extremely lucky. He's to gonna. Have him. He's gonna make up for them missing Landeskog. Yeah. This year. Yeah, I could see that as well. For sure. How will we move over to the next generational talent, Connor Bedard? You got to see this guy up close, personal. I need to hear your initial thoughts on this. I'm sure it's different than watching the guy on TV, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, he was. He's the real deal. He, uh, you know, I was, I had some good seats, and I just see how, I just seen how he carried himself, and how he skated, how he flew through the neutral zone, and how he created space for himself, and how he always, he always created enough space to let off his wrist shot. Like his shot is ridiculous. Well, his release is, yeah, it, it's probably top five in the league. Yeah, he and he just carries himself with a lot of confidence. This guy's ready for the show, and he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he doesn't look out of place, that's for sure. Like He doesn't yeah. look like a guy who only needs nine games and then going to get sent back to junior. He's going to be in the NHL for his entire career. He's going to probably put up, like, just on his shot and release alone. Like, I know he's not scoring many. He hasn't scored any goal, really, off his release yet because he only had that one wraparound goal. But he looks like a guy that can consistently put up 40. Oh yeah, he'll the way up, he creates that space for himself and being able to shoot at any angle. He'll be putting up forty goals. Maybe this not season? this year. Maybe not this year. Like, where do you have him projected this year? Because like we've seen, I haven't been probably almost near enough of Chicago to kind of know what this team is going to do and what he's going to do. I'd say he'll he'll eclipse like the sixty five point mark. It's a pretty safe bet there. Yeah, I think he'll do it. For, I think he'll do it because he's put in every and he's put in every position. To score on this Hawks team, he's always he's he's looking every, off the bench a lot too. He doesn't want to come off the ice. No, he doesn't. Hopefully that doesn't hurt him because, I mean, it has kind of a little bit already. Because like, I believe it was in the Montreal game though. Whenever they shot wide there, and uh, they, Monahan took yeah, the puck and Monahan came down. And yeah, it was like a two on zero or whatever. Yeah, um, just getting caught and. The ice time that he accumulates is a lot, especially for a young guy. 82 season, eighty-two game season compared to, man, what do they play in the juniors these days? 60? Minutes? No, games. Games, I was going to say. 50, minutes a game. <laughs> Holy fuck. Come on, man. I know Bedard does Come play on, a lot man. of minutes. He does play a lot of minutes. But like he he's getting junior. himself caught in positions where he's going to get caught in his own zone way too much. And he's not mature enough defensively to always be... Situational, exactly. like his position's not always that great. No, his his positioning will come again. It's a different league. It's the best league in the world, the NHL, and he has to learn that. He's going to. And I hope the coach doesn't take it easy on him. I know uh, Corey Perry kind of speaks to him on the bench and stuff, and yeah, says you see that a lot. Yeah, yeah he's, I he's that as well. He's giving him some pointers. So hopefully, Badar is taking that into consideration because Corey Perry, he was a Hart Trophy winner. He was. And Rocket Richard Trophy winner. He was. So. You should, should take some advice from Corey Perry. Well, he's and he's a confident guy, too. He's a potential Hall of Famer. He's a potential Hall of Famer. He's got a good resume. Yeah. That's for sure. Before I forget, 
if we're talking about potential Hall of Famers, Mark Andre Fleury there. I watched that. I watched that game there last night, the Habs game. Yeah, he made that uh, windmill save on uh, Kovacevic. Great uh, save, great yeah. save, but still number two of the night. Still number two. Thatcher Demko absolutely. Yes. Oh man, that was gross what he did. Check out the Howitzer podcast on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Could continue with the flurry. Oh yeah, yeah. So flurry, do you agree that he will be a hockey hall of famer? I thought you were going to talk about like the the crowd giving him a standing no after oh, the game, I'm leading to it. Oh, you were leading to yes. it. He's a thousand percent going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. He's there's, third all time no, in wins. There's no doubt. There's no third doubt. all time in wins. Yeah. The only thing that kind of sucks in his career is where he has two cups where he didn't start in. Why do you have to bring that stuff up? Flurry is such a likable. Flurry such a likable guy. You just say, "Listen, this guy has." Three I know, cups. but like he, he won the one cup with them. That team was dangerous. Yeah. The year, the year he dove over and saved the saved the last minute shot on Nicholas Lindstrom. That was that was pretty sweet. Yeah. But yeah, those other two cup wins, he he was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Well, you could find him on the bench, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know who scored against Marc Andre Fleury? The first time that he was in the shootout in the NHL? No. My good buddy, Martin St. Louis. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your best friend. And Martin St. Louis came in and did the backwards. He came in backwards, just like what Couturier kind of yeah. did there in Philadelphia. That's the exact. So I kind of thought that was kind of funny when I was watching the game. Then you, I seen that goal there, and it was a penalty shot. I know it wasn't a shootout, but it came in kind of the same. But instead of Couturier kind of went, to his forehand and flicked it up, right? Yeah. St. Did. Louis, he stayed didn't. Stayed on he, the backhand. He just stayed in the backhand and put a five hole. That's all he did. So I thought that was kind of funny. That but yeah, the, funny, uh, yeah. the the stand ovation from the crowd, that's what you want to see there in Montreal. Montreal, dedicated Yeah, for a guy fans. who never even played in Montreal. Dedicated. But Dedication. Obviously born uh, in Quebec. Yep. But and respect. A lot of respect from that crowd there. And Fleury, he came out and saluted the crowd. When he, yeah. when he was named one of the stars. Well, that would be his last game in Montreal, potentially. Perhaps. He did take the puck with him. I'd say this could be it for Marc-Andre Fleury. This could be the season. Why he, doesn't he, he keep playing, though? He still has fucking game in him. He still does, but that he's been around for a long time, man. He's yeah, probably, like, what, 38? Since, something what, like that. 03? He was drafted before drafted, Crosby. Yeah, drafted a couple of years before Crosby. He had a great career. A Definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, there's another, the, uh, the new segment I kind of want to bring in cause we're kind of, yeah. we're kind of getting into the near the end, I guess, of the episode, the episode here oh, 100%, is, yeah. uh, come on, man of the week. Come on, man. I don't know if you picked a guy for this or not. <laughs> Maybe not even a guy. It could have been a team. It could have been anything really. Did you have a come on, man I of didn't. the week? But if that's, I think of great. one while we're, while we're talking right now, I'll mention it. Mine, I had, I did have a couple actually, so you can roll with one of them no, if you wanted no, to. No, 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 I gotta pick my own. I have uh, Darnell Nurse. Okay. Because the guy is just a freaking idiot. <laughs> he he, <laughs> he gave up that two on one there in game two against the Canucks, and on that two on zero, it was a two on zero. Sorry, uh, he slew foots Patterson from behind. Did you not see that? Sticks just drives a stick underneath his skate blade. And Patterson just falls backwards. Like that's that's potential for like a really bad injury, like a yeah. concussion possibly, because he could have landed on his head easily. Yeah. Like you're not expecting to get fucking a stick 
shoved right underneath your skate yeah, yeah, blade. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Didn't see it over media at all. Um, I pointed it out on Twitter for the House or Hockey probably, podcast. Probably know why you don't see it over Twitter. Why is that? I won't get into that. Why? It's because they end up scoring on the play. Like people just kind of ignore what Darren Elners did there. No. Anyway, I think it was the biggest bonehead play, completely on purpose, a thousand percent on purpose. Douchebag. Yeah. Darren Elners. So you don't like Nurse. As a hockey player? No, I don't know no. him as a person, but, but you don't from, like him as a. I don't know him as a person, but like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't pick him to be on my team. From what I've seen him do on. From the what ice. I've seen too, I and especially that pay, that pay, man. If uh, if he was making like in the four, five, yeah, I I put him <laughs> on the squad, but he's he's not he's not it, man. But I did have an honorable mention, and maybe yeah, it should have been this? maybe it should have been number one. What is this? The, the NHL schedulers. Why don't you like that? I know you mentioned that. Tuesday night, there's five NHL games. Every single one starts at the exact same time. You don't like that at all. You mentioned this how, time and time how again. How does anybody like that? I wonder you can't what, watch any more than one game. What What goes into it, though? Stupidity. Do you think that's all it comes down to is stupidity? You think you so could do dumb. better? You think you could do better? I think anybody could do better. Fuck, man, it'd be a tough job, though, wouldn't it? It would take. It's time consuming. It's gonna be time consuming for sure. You gotta consider travel. But how hard is it to not even switch when they play these teams, but just move <clears throat> the game 15, 20, maybe thirty minutes back or forward? It makes zero sense. I could only watch one game. Maybe it was Monday night. What goes into it, though? There's got to be something that goes into it. It is pitiful. You're trying to grow the game. That is the wrong way of doing it. Yeah. The absolute... It's backwards. Yeah. No, Nobody's going to watch anybody else except for their own team. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. And as much as... You can't flip back and forth. No, I, you got you to you got to maximize your hockey watching on a give, every given night. Like last night, yeah, was fucking they're perfect. they're boshing it big time. It last wasn't night. even perfect last night though. It wasn't perfect last night. You're because, right because like, nine had, it was eight o'clock and nine o'clock. And well, they even had that Vancouver and uh, Philly game on <sighs> seven, and once it goes intermission, the other games are. Uh, in intermission as well. Do you agree with this, listeners? I think you do. We don't want to bore you too much on the scheduling part of it, but it really, it really pisses off sore. And I do does understand it not them. Piss you off? It it does, but fuck man, it pisses like, you off. Because like, <laughs> but you're only gonna watch Montreal if Montreal's on TV and there's four other games on. Like say, I don't know, Colorado, Edmonton. I know. Flip all those the intermissions, teams, like, yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to watch them, though. I know. Like, last you night... You can't sit and enjoy the game. Like, last night, I wanted to watch Montreal and Minnesota the whole time. But then I really wanted to watch the Edmonton game. But every time Montreal game was in intermission... So the was Edmonton. Edmonton game was intermission. The only game I could watch was the Tampa Bay and Buffalo game. Which was a fucking good game. I'm glad I actually was like, well, there's no other game to watch. So I watched it. But that fucking Skinner, Tuck, and uh, Thompson line... Yeah. Woo! They're starting to find that groove back. And Buffalo sure needs it because they started off pretty slow. Yeah. Yeah. And that I also. That team we mentioned. That could be, but we both didn't have them in the playoffs this year. Uh, another That's thing. True. I That's am true. a big supporter in Devin Levi. 
You think he's going to be the guy? No, or do but you I'm, think he's going to get sent down at I'm, some point this season? No, he'll be there. It might they, be they're more. They're carrying but three though. No, might be four. Not many teams are carrying three goalies on the roster. No, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm supporting them because when I was in Montreal, I bought a pair of Levi's. <laughs> jeans. There's no connection, dude. I have yes. Levi jeans. I don't care. Yes, there is. It's all in the mind. <clears throat> no. I I think he's going to be a great goaltender. I'm just not sure if he's ready just yet, though. No. I don't know. He he looked great, good against Tampa, but I don't know. Tampa wasn't really Tampa. No. Do you know who was ready, though? In, On October 19th, back in NHL history. Yes, folks. This is the segment called... This Day in Hockey History. Yes, This Day in Hockey History. So everyone listening to this podcast knows that we're all about hockey here because it's called How's Your <laughs> Hockey. And everyone listening loves hockey just as much as us. So this day, back in NHL history, Henry Richard, a.k.a. Rocket Richard, scored his 500th NHL goal. The first player. First ever. First ever. First ever player to hit the mark. And when he hit it, no other player was even at 400 goals. That's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. And another little, little you, you mentioned Bobby Orr there, you know, with the talking about Cal McCarr and, you know, best player of all time, blah, blah. On this day too, October 19th, Bobby Orr got his first ever point, which was an assist. And Gordie Howe got his first ever point, and it was an assist. And Howe also got a goal that night and a fight. And a few years later down the road, it was considered the Gordie Howe hat trick. So, ladies and gentlemen. Even though he only had a few in his Even though he only had 22 fights in his whole. And only a few Gordie Howe hat tricks. But it's 22 fights. And he never had a goal and assist every fight either. And he, no. 32 years he played in the league in only 22 fights, and they still named this trick after him. The yeah. fight goal and says, mind-boggling. Ladies and gentlemen, that was your first ever this day in hockey history. It was a good one. It was a good one, and uh, you, you didn't come prepare for the come on, man, which is disappointing. <laughs> you, you knew it was coming up. Still couldn't do it. Come on, man. You know what? Um, do you know who the leader is of the uh, Gordie Howe hat trick, though? Who? Oh, let me guess. Yeah, I'm going to let you guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Daryl Sittler. No. Uh, that's a good, good, good guess. The though. head coach. He's a head coach. Right now. Right now. Ooh, baby. It's a pretty good giveaway. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Fresh, too. Just hired last season. That's even more. Oh, my God, man. Oh my God! You're putting me on the spot right now. Big time, Rick West Tockett. No way, Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Holy fuck! Leader with 18. 18 Gordie Howe hat tricks. And Shanahan right behind him with 17. Jesus Christ! Is Settler even on that list? You think I, he would be? Eh? I just see the one two, but yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Tuning yes. in once again. Um, we shouldn't. We should always be weekly now since Joel's. Do you have any more vacations coming up? I don't know that I don't know. Of. No. No, so we we're going to be, be on the we weekly. Should, we should be rolling every week. Steady. And we're going to be bringing you guys some great content. Next week. And we'll have... Sorry, go ahead. 
said next week we will have your first make the case and a potential guest. Our our next make the case. We we've had numerous before. Yes. Yeah, we have. So with that note, see yous later. Oh, by the way, Mitov Mishkov put up two goals, one assist in the last four games. I wish I had my KHL. hair long so H-C- I could rock out to this Creed song here. He is on fire. Man, if I had my hair long right now, I'd be shaking, waving it back and forth, just like Willow Smith, the song there.